I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Hello, chickens. It's the fabulous Adam Richard. This episode of The Theory Podcast is brought to you by my other podcast, me. I am a memoir, The Meaning of The Meaning of Mariah Carey, uh, where, where <laughs> Philip Lee Curtis and I read Mariah Carey's memoir, chapter by chapter. Uh, we start November 9th. <laughs> Hey chickens, uh, welcome to a new Doctor Who story. Uh, I am watching The War Games, uh, which is a Patrick Troughton epic. Um, I figure because we'd watched the end of William Hartnell's tenure as the Doctor, the 10th planet with the Cybermen, and then we went on to Twice Upon a Time and then Power of the Daleks uh, with the detour to victory of the Daleks and the five doctors I thought why not now go to the end of the Patrick Troughton era um, and watch the war games all 10 episodes of it it is berserk uh, it's very very exciting the first one anyway um, so it starts off with explosions Whoa, bang 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 guns explosions and the war games and Terence Dix and Malcolm Hulk the writers names in big big letters like I'm watching Mindhunter um <laughs> What's the other show that I've watched recently where they just have the words and they fill up the whole screen? You're like, oh, my eyes. Um, anyway, it's a new thing now to have the credits fill up the whole screen. And it was a thing in the old days. Uh, so episode one, it starts off with carnage. There's puddles and mud. And we're obviously in some kind of war zone, hence the uh, explosions and guns. Um, the TARDIS arrives and they all step out into a muddy puddle, uh, which is apparently hilarious. Um, I guess because Jamie's wearing a kilt and he's knees get brown uh the doctor tells zoe it looks like earth uh jamie hurts himself on some barbed wire which the doctor's like oh filthy stuff filthy like 
It's just, I, I thought barbed wire was just to stop cows going to another field, obviously. Uh, no, it was used in the war um, to hurt people. Uh, just Jamie. Uh, doctor finds a tin helmet and they hear a bomb and some guns and they duck out of the way and then there's heaps of explosions and they're like mud flies on them. It's a really good scene. It's quite exciting. Um, I'm like, oh, this is good. I love this 60s TV. Uh, the editing's really tight as well. I mean, I guess because this bit's shot on film. And then a fun girl turns up. Uh, she's driving an ambulance and uh, she's like, oh, you better get out. This is just a softening up barrage. <laughs> like, she's so jolly hockey sticks. I love her. Um, and she does She's not really sure how she got there, but she's heading to Ypres, which uh, is where we've just come from uh, in Twice Upon a Time. That's where the brigadier's dad or granddad, depending who's... listening to this week and their opinions and theories um but that's where twice upon a time takes place is in Ypres so uh she's about to head off to Ypres love no Adam that's a terrible don't don't no no puns about Ypres um so they get into the uh, ambulance to drive off and then oh no Captured by Germans. Oh, so the Germans get in there um, and take the, the ambulance. And then the some British soldiers run up and capture the Germans. It's it's very quickly. It happens very, very quickly, the, the, the fortunes of this ambulance. Um, so apparently they're in old, man's, in old man's land. In no man's land. I'm still stuck on the first doctor eating a pineapple, I think. I know it's been weeks. <laughs> um, they're in no man's land, uh, and they uh, so then they get back brought back to the front. Uh, they're in a trench. Um, uh, they meet Lieutenant Carstairs. Uh, he goes off to meet the major, uh, and then the doctor gives a little bit of context to Jamie. He explains about trench warfare, World War One, that it was the war to end all wars, um, and then the doctor says, "Well, let's sneak off. We'll get back to the TARDIS," and pops his head up over the trench, and the Germans try to shoot at him. <laughs> Um, the ma- the major has uh, wants to see the doctor and Jamie and Zoe, and the doctor's like, "Oh no, I'm sure he's very busy. We don't we don't want to bother him." <laughs> um, then we uh, then he's like on the phone to General Smythe, who's ordered a big push for tomorrow, uh, and no one can remember how long they've been at war for. It's very weird. Uh, so Major Barrington uh, has dobbed them into General Smythe, um, and then we meet General Smythe. He's in in like a looks like an old kind of you know house somewhere like a big old manor house sort of thing um but it's falling apart like the curtains are all torn but it's obviously hq now um and Smythe has them Epic sideburns. It's amazing. Uh, and he gets spooky music. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there's some tea being brought around. Smythe goes into his office. Uh, and then there's, uh, he he gets quite angry over the top of the spooky music um, at the fact that a tea is brought to him by someone who doesn't knock on the door. He's like, don't you knock? You always have to knock when you come into this room. Um, then he shoes him out and then opens up his painting. And behind his painting is technology. Future technology. Oh, it looks like a computer monitory thing. Uh, who knows? Um, and then he just he announces to it. He goes, uh, "1917 zone, British sector. I need 5,000 specimen reinforcements." Uh, something to that effect. Um, meanwhile, back in the trench, uh, the major orders the Doctor and Zoe and Jamie to. They have to go off and meet Smythe. Uh, Jamie argues, but 
to no avail. Um, and uh, the Jolly Hockey Sticks ambulance driver thinks, you know, the doctor, they, they, they don't look like spies. Um, uh, Carstairs is like, oh, they're going to have trouble with Smythe. My man call him Smythe the Butcher. Uh, <laughs> what a jolly name. Um, Jamie and the doctor and Zoe are marched in front of General Smythe and then uh, told to stand at ease, at which point Jamie stands on the doctor's foot. There's a bit of pantomime. <laughs> It's very funny. Uh, and uh, the the other guy that's there uh, goes off to get General Smythe and he's not in there. He's not in his little office. Uh, so he's like, oh, well, take them down to the cells. Uh, that's... Uh that's fine. Um, back in the trenches, uh, the jolly hockey sticks from the ambulance and uh, Lieutenant Carstairs are having a mug of tea. She can't remember where her hospital is, which is a worry. And he says his memory's a bit funny. He goes, oh, memory goes a bit funny out here. I can't remember names or dates or, you know, I might have a bit of shell shock. Um, he's kind of, you know, happy about it. It's weird. Uh, anyway, they've all been summoned to HQ for an inquiry. Uh, the Major, Lieutenant Carstairs and the Ambulance Girl. Um, so Zoe, uh, while they're in the cell, is like, well, we must have looked a bit suspicious. Three civilians in the middle of a war. You, you don't say love. Um, <laughs> uh, and then the, the bloke who... Uh, went to find General Smythe and he was in his room he says I went to find you sir and you weren't, you weren't in your room and Smythe puts on his glasses and tells him he says Captain Ransom I was asleep and then he takes his glasses off and Captain that's his name Captain Ransom guy he's got a moustache uh, he's like oh yes you're asleep I remember um, the Major meanwhile who's arrived uh, he's, he's talking to Ransom he's like oh Ransom and Smythe's like you remember Ransom you two know each other and he's like really yes uh, from uh, uh, and Smythe puts his glasses back on again and goes, you're at school together. It's like, oh, that's right. How are you, Ransom? It's like, oh, something weird's going on here. Uh, then they have a court-martial. The Doctor, Zoe and Jamie are marched in front of them. Uh, we find out that the ambulance lady is Lady Jennifer. Ooh. Uh, she, at her statement, uh, it's a statement by her and and uh, Lieutenant Carstairs for the court-martial. The statement is... It's all kind of twisted about, like it's with the basic facts about the Germans getting the ambulance, and then, but it's kind of implied that the Doctor and Jamie and Zoe made the ambulance uh, go towards the uh, the Germans. So it's a little bit of a concern. Um, so uh, Jamie's furious. Um, they're all Zoe's like, this is all twisted. Uh, Jamie's charged with desertion. The Doctor and Zoe are charged with espionage and the Doctor begins his defence but Smythe shuts it down. Like, And then they're marched off into the corner. They have deliberations and the Major's like, well, they seem harmless. Uh, and then Smythe puts his glasses on and goes, they're all guilty. And they're like, yes, yes, guilty as sin. Uh, <laughs> Jamie's going to be dealt with by his regiment. Zoe's going to jail for 10 years and the Doctor is uh, he gets quite indignant and rages about the fact that he's been charged with espionage. Uh, Smythe says he'll be executed at dawn. Jamie's carted off. Lady Jennifer asks if she can look after Zoe, and they're like, oh, all right. Um, meanwhile, uh, the doctor in the cell asks the sergeant major, who's been marching them around everywhere, how long he's been at the front, and he gets a bit confused, and the spooky music starts again. Uh, General Smythe puts his prison keys under his pillow, so that's where the doctor's locked up. Uh, and when nighttime arrives, Zoe wakes up. Lady Jennifer's asleep in the chair and she sneaks off and goes into the the general's 
kind of office where he where he lives. He's not in his bed anymore. So Zoe uh, looks behind the painting, finds the technology. The spooky music is going on. She finds the keys under the pillow, goes downstairs and gets the doctor out of the cell. Well, she's about to get the doctor out of the cell when uh, old mate is standing at the door waiting for them. Oh, it's ransom. Uh, so the doctor's marched in front of a firing squad and Zoe's forced to watch as they present, aim, and bang! End of the episode! It's done. Oh, I'll wait for the next one. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.